Welcome back to Cast Me to Hell with me, Seb. And with me, Robbie. And we are here for episode 42, and we are have just got out of the cinema from seeing... The new Scream. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it was a long pause there. It was, I was thinking I you ex- were going to I expected it. you to pop in. No. <laughs> I thought you were, so, <laughs> were going to jump in there. Okay. No, no. So, um, Already we're Scream, and yeah. just to be clear, Scream 2022, the brand new uh, reboot, sequel, or requel, as they would say it. Say it. <laughs> um, so this is our first episode of 2022 as well, after we had a blunder um, <laughs> last week where we did actually have a pretty in-depth, you know, nearly two-hour conversation. We, yeah, we did almost stream. two hours of a, the original screen. Yes, only to find out that I'd accidentally hit the button to turn the microphone off. <laughs> and, well, it's one of those things, once you're, like, doing, once you're doing it, it, it was really hard to not notice that it had gone wrong. Yeah. Um, and we also, this seems to be a curse now, because the first episode we did of, 2021 in january was our um was meant to be our january dumping ground episode which we did um the stepfather and from dust till dawn and because of a stupid mistake on my side yeah so it's both (laughs) we've both done this now to uh, different years but we've both done one of this on my side we could never release that episode either because so um Hopefully 2023 is a better year. <laughs> Hopefully. We're, we're only in January and we're already, we already ready to restart. Yeah, we already fucked up. Next year's <laughs> going to be my year for sure. <laughs> Next year, you will get an episode at the beginning of January. Yeah. <laughs> but um, not this time. Um, well, as always, we're going to do the first 15 minutes of this um, spoiler-free, and then we're going to dive into spoiler territory. But we will give you a countdown. Um, Make it very clear. Yeah. So we're both uh, we're both massive fans of the Scream franchise as a whole, aren't we? So going into yeah. this film, um, now we said this on the previous episode, which obviously didn't air, um, but we we were kind of more as excited as we thought we would be yeah. for this film. There was a bit of a subdued excitement, maybe. Obviously, you know, it's opening night, um, so we went to see it. So you know, we we were excited, but I think it didn't quite have. The excitement of when we went to see Scream 4 or potentially more recently, you know, Halloween Kills. Um, so it was kind of, it was one, you know, we were with, uh, we saw it with my girlfriend, Nan, and she said, you know, are you excited to see it? And we were both kind of like, yeah, yeah, not overly. Um, I've, and I, I think it, it, it links um, to what was, um, we, um, we did a, a prediction episode on this. Literally, it was our second ever episode. A year yeah. and a half ago or more was when that was recorded. Um, and in, in that episode itself, we, we both, we talked about, um, I really listened to it the other day just to kind of revamp in my mind. And we talked about like the things to avoid and the things to do better and, and those kind of things. And one of the ones we, we, we went on to and one of the bits we talked about in depth then, and we also, we repeated that in the, what none of you heard last week, <laughs> um, which was um, we didn't know where it could go. As yeah. in like Scream 4 had already done the whole modern age social commentary like internet you need to be a celebrity kind of it it hit that ground which felt like back then it was actually not as relevant as it is today screen force more relevant today than it probably was back then um they were ahead of their time and we kind of like yeah we've kind of hit that and where and when they'd covered reboots 
they talked about reboots and remakes and yeah maybe not as much reboots maybe but maybe more remakes but still they'd, they'd kind of covered that ground so we we're like what is the new what is the new kind of way that yeah. they're going to approach this kind of thing so that was i think that's what dampened me to the idea and then on top of that you know there were certain things like in the trailer certain hints of things um not no spoilers just saying there are certain hints of things that some people might have picked up on I'm not saying whether they do or don't happen but that dampened me a little bit as well because i was worried that if this is rubbish and they do certain twists that this is going to be a disappointing it's going to feel even worse because they did the twist it's like you could have just left it where it was yeah and not kind of done this kind of thing um so yeah there's a lot of i just think there was a lot of mixed emotions i feel like I didn't know. I think like part of me didn't know whether, although I wanted a new scream, I don't know if I needed a new scream. Yeah, I kind of um, feel the same about that. Yeah, um, because and... I think, um, just to, sorry to cut in. No but, go. <laughs> um, one of the things that you know we've we've said ourselves, and I think is kind of consistent amongst horror fans is scream tends to be one of the most, if not the most, consistent franchise. You know. Yeah. I mean, before now, we were four films deep. And even Scream 3, which I would say is the weakest film, still has good commentary about how, you know, Hollywood's run. Um, and I would still find Scream 3 is still an enjoyable and... It's still a fun well, ride. A, a fun ride, yeah. so it's not it's not. It has some bad twists. It has, yeah. ba- it has not a great twist kind of thing. One of those that we kind of didn't like the whole rewriting history kind of thing. Yeah. You know? um, but at the same time, the, 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 the film, the film works well. It has a few good deaths and it, yeah. it, it, it is generally fun to have the characters. And this is one thing that always made screen work. The, the three original characters interacting is kind of what made it good in a way, yeah. you know, that you, that scream was more than just the kills. I think it and was it's, character. It's the character. And it's the who done it aspect. Yeah, the who done it um, is obviously very part. Like it. That's kind of what was brilliant about Scream is that it took the classic like Agatha Christie who done it and brought it into the modern a, day. Yeah, mixed it with a slasher film kind of. Yeah, yeah, well, know, the DNA. slasher film, but it like we've but, got that red herrings that is very much built into like the classic literature kind yeah. of thing, and they brought that in with the classic tropes of Halloween and. Friday yeah. the Thirteenth. It's it's why people kind of are drawn to it. It's why people still still wanted to look at murder mysteries like that were written in the eighteen hundreds and to look at them now and go, that's really good, and they've adapted it like a million times because yeah. people love a murder mystery. Well, the new, I mean, there's a new uh, Death on the Nile coming out. Yeah, you know? exactly. And how many times have they done Death on the Nile? Many like, times. like, you know, I mean, there's a million different versions of that yeah. film already made and TV, and you know, it's been done to it's been done to death, and yet people still want to see it—a new yeah. version, a new adaptation of it. And if it go just briefly, this was for me. I don't want to. I... Uh, they were. I came out of this film feeling uh, kind of very mixed, um, and the more I thought about it, the less I'm inclined to kind of enjoy it. Um, there was actually there was quite a cool moment actually, where um, obviously for some reason all three of us drove to the cinema <laughs> as opposed to you picking me up and us being out of there, whatever. But I was parked. We were not eco. We were not eco-friendly. At <laughs> I was, um, I was parked a floor above Anna. So obviously we said bye to you. Um, yeah. And I said to, I said to Anna, well, that's probably the, we're not going to see seven. Then. <laughs> you know, I was hoping you would say, I'll be back with you. 
I'll know, be right back. I'll be right back. Um, and then when we got up, you know, when we were walking up, I kind of made some jokes about that she was going to be left alone. And, that. <laughs> and then when we paid for the tickets on the same floor, and I went upstairs. There were loads of people on the first floor. And then once I walked through the doors to the stairs to go up the floor, it was silent. There was nobody there. And then I got up to the parking floor I was on and it was completely empty apart from me. And I got a bit like, oh no. Scream <laughs> four flashback. I got a scream four park. flashback to the car park and I was thinking, oh no, I'm going to die now. <laughs> so I, that I got has... the same. I got the, to be fair, I was walking alone down a, like, down a road, which is uh, has actually slightly rough kind of yeah. <laughs> part of an area. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I was walking alone down the road and I was still like, I was like texting at the same time and just being like, "This could totally be a screen. <laughs> this could totally okay. be a setup for a screen death right now." Like, I am, I am alone. I'm walking alone. I'm texting in the morning. Like, it's yeah. like oh, okay. <laughs> but to get into one of my main gripes about the film is that we're introduced to uh, a wide array of new characters quite early on to the film, and then we don't. You know, we have um, we have the two new. Um, the two new meeks twins siblings whatever they are we have um we have Liv, we have wes we have amanda amanda amber 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 and then we have um you know some some i think there's someone else um and then and we're introduced to them and then we you know we have a we have quite a cool it feels bit. very uh that part is that very part sat felt... around, felt very scre- original scream, very like sat around. Not they're not all sat around at like a water feature like in no, the original, but, but they're sat, sat around, around school benches, you know. And that was a, a scene in the original that kind of gave us a good like, okay, we know kind of what each of you are a little bit, now, yeah, kind of how you're related to each other, what you know. Um, but keep then going, we? <laughs> we were introduced to the characters, and then you know we get another scene with them kind of later on but then they in the they, bar kind of yeah in the bar and shortly after you know where um meeks kind of, at the uh, house where we get the, the house we get we get an expand another rules. we get several different versions of a, we get a do we get dewey's rule we dewey's get rules, the meeks the, the, the meeks the, 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 the as in the meeks the the fact the meeks family family rules, rules and then but, yeah and my problem is after that we don't see all of the main all of the kind of new generation of characters again until the end so by then i didn't really i don't really care about any of them if it's the idea of like on the poster if it's the idea of it's always someone you know then the slight problem with this is trying to blend the original and the new reboot together the original cast and the reboot cast is that you don't get to know it's almost a disservice to both. Yeah. Because you don't get enough of the original and you don't get enough of the reboot cast. No. Except for, uh, except for um, Melissa Vergara's, uh, is it Sam? Sam. Yeah, yeah. Sam is famous. Sam is very much, fo- like, she was very much, like, yeah, I would say, geeky, like, I would say Sam. I'd almost say we follow her more, we follow Sam more than we followed Sydney in the original film, yeah. <laughs> like, to be honest. Like, because in, even in the original, you had more scenes where it jumped off to, like, randy in the video store or did like or dewey and yeah say, like you know you've got more of a jump around whereas i'd say a lot of it follows sam yeah it's like it follows sam boyfriend tags along and i think because it, of that it kind of for me it lost a bit of that who done it you know a bit of that interest in because the the great the thing about, yeah the great thing about the other screen, screen films is 
something would happen and then a character would appear and you'd be like, oh shit, could it be them? It could be them to throw you off. The red herrings. The red herrings. Yeah. Not as clear here. No, and to to have a little one, there's one early on with Liv. Um, Yes. So we get a few little, we get a few little signs, but there's one early on with Liv um, where she's kind of, she's left alone when all those friends were sat around together. She's left alone. Yeah. And we have this kind of um, Carl Galner. Yeah, um, who I who is wasted in this yeah, film. He's wasted, he is wasted he? completely in this film. Um I was very disappointed with uh his like considering that he's a fair presence in a few horror like kind well, of franchise no, 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 you know and yeah. things like that. Um I and I know that there's actually a lot of fans I've seen a lot of things on like Twitter stuff like, Oh, Carl Gallagher's in this, so anyone who was that kind of fangirl in for his his that actor, you're gonna be sorely disappointed, I'm afraid. Yeah. But um he's there as kind of this grungy, like dirtbag kind yeah. of character who you know, who's after Liv. And Liv's left alone and you get this kind of like because the scene kind of lingers, it's kinda of like a is it are we getting this play up because more because she's actually cheating on her boyfriend and she yeah. is going off with this guy? Or is this meant to be that she's but left think... alone because she's left alone because we're trying to say that she's a red herring that she's yeah. by herself now so she could be the killer? Which is play up for that thing. But it's just one of those, like you get one of those scenes and it, it did. It didn't make me think. Oh, she's the killer. It just made me think. Is she cheating on her boyfriend? Is she like, is that, it was, by Kyle. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Are we about to get another scene where we see her go off with the, you know, the dirt yeah, bag the guy? Dirt bag. Yeah, <laughs> just going for when, dirt when bag. When you said that, it made me think of the episode of It's Always Sunny when they're making Old Lady House, and then he's like, Frank Reynolds is like, "What you want to do is you want to get some dirt bag who comes in off the street and just plows Bonnie." It just made me think of that, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm yeah, with you. Like, like it was some of those little scenes that were just like, oh, okay, yeah, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But then this is the problem, like, say a character like Liv, I we apart from, uh, apart from the uh, the Meeks, uh, which which is not Maybe? Chad is the Chad Chad Meeks Martin, who's Mesa Gooding, who is uh, uh, Cuba Gooding Junior's son. Nice. <laughs> uh, I now you say that, that I can see. Yeah, I can. See you can it. see it, can't you? Yeah, uh, Mindy. Mindy, that's it's that. Mindy. Jasmine Savoy Brown plays Mindy Meeks Martin, who is much more the Randy archetype in yeah. this film, and she's uh, related to Randy. I mean, it's not if you if you knew a lot about your, you might get interested in the same way if you're if if Randy's sister's been talking about your his her her brother that died all those years, you might get into that kind of oh, I kind of want to be like my uncle, kind of, I like yeah. that kind of, but um, her. Her character like kind of refers to Liv like that Liv character is like the boring one. Yeah, that's basically all we get of Liv. That's the we get a few little signs that she was with a, a dirt bag and <laughs> a we get Liv bag. and well, we get like little bits like that. We get a little creepier scene later on in the film, but you know, yeah, and that's just one character where it's like, yeah, but her, it, the rest of them we don't we do go a long period of this film without getting to know those characters and even then we don't get yeah we don't get to find out a whole lot about them. And um, even when we get to um, like a party kind yeah. of scene, we don't actually really get much of them actually interacting as friends like you did in the original Scream. In the original Scream, you kind of you still got to see more of the dynamics of the characters as they were at the party discussing with each other. You had Randy on, and you had lots of different characters around them. You had like Stu interacting with people you had in the original film. And again, this one is it's like a quick like conversation, but then you don't see the main characters actually really interact no. the main friends groups interacting with each other. So therefore you don't get the kind of okay, so how, what relation are you really to like how yeah. friendly, how do you feel? And the, tell me something about you. And the accusation and the who done it and 
uh, you're a suspect who is a suspect is was kind of felt until the very end and i'm talking the very end scene where we already know who one of the killers is until then it felt a lot like the you might be the suspect or you might be the suspect was that kind of meta humor as opposed to in the other films where it was like actually he you know he could be a suspect yeah i mean that it's like a mix because some of that is actually it is used to quite good it's quite humorous some of it some of the scenes such as with chad like chad when he 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 kind of plays up the kind of but you could be the killer some of it actually works quite well and quite funny yeah but at the same time there's a little bit of you going like so are you using the meta humor to replace the fact that you're not actually skillfully building ones of like it could be you you're not building good red herring so instead you're having the characters say you could be it you could be it repeatedly so that we yeah. all keep thinking it they could be it. You're, the characters are aware of it so we don't need to lay the red herrings because all the characters are aware that everyone could be it so therefore we don't need to try as hard almost. yeah it feels a bit like a little bit at times um i feel like we, as we're still in the non-spoiler yeah. we need to we, um let's just get to the kind of if we just pick out the kind of so uh, let's talk originals. Let's talk our Dewey, Gale, and Sydney without going into any spoilers. They are, it, although Sydney is front and center on the poster, she's not in it that much. <laughs> None of them really are. No, so. not three of them. They're, they're, they're kind of the, this is kind of the classic Star Wars or any of the, you know, the recent ones, well, the you recall. know, Ghostbusters, any yeah. of the recent ones, Ghostbusters, as we talked about that recently, is a little bit different because they made the new characters clear and perfectly rounded that we didn't mind too much whether the old ones actually popped up by the end, I don't think. Whereas this one is very much like, let's spread a few scenes of the originals yeah. between the film so it never feels like you're without them. And yet it also feels like really only get that connect. Um, you know, so there are you know certain characters we get in, we get interactions between characters, but weirdly all of their interactions feel like a setup for a twist. Yeah, if you think back to like the scenes with uh, like with we get with like say Dewey and Gale or Dewey and Sydney and people like that. Yeah, they all feel like kind of a setup for a twist. If you hear the words they said to each other, and you know, so it's not that there's a problem that is it like it, it works kind of with what they're doing in the film i think i don't know I, but it, it it doesn't fully justify them being there no. it almost feels like i would have just preferred a reboot <laughs> and just concentrated on the new characters yeah strange i i kind of agree it doesn't or again in our prediction episode one thing that i remember saying is I don't really understand why Sydney Prescott needs to be brought back. She doesn't have any link to Woodsboro anymore. She doesn't need to be in the film. Exactly. And I feel like I still agree with what I thought back then. Yeah. She didn't need to be in it. Neither did Gail. Dewey, Dewey, maybe. Dewey's very linked to Woodsboro. So him being in that town's fine. Gail, you could have come up with an excuse because they were married before. Sydney didn't need it. No. And it feels a bit like we just need to put her in this film. Because she's one of the originals. And people... And they do make jokes about this yeah. in the film, which do kind of work that they are kind of taking the piss out of the fact that they've called it Scream when they're, it's, everyone knows it's Scream 5. Yeah. They use Stab to use that. And they do kind of uh, talk about um, 
you know, the way that you have to have them, the fan base will hate it if you don't have them kind of thing. Yeah, the t- you know, and the, I mean, from it, the kind of, is, is, sorry, carry on, I'll, t- I'll say after, carry on, Monk. No, no, I was just going to say that, 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 that kind of, that toxic fan base thing is, yeah. is, is a, is a bigger part of this kind of new screen. And that, for me, is kind of strange because, now this is one of the, the things where, a lot of, in the previous screams, there's always been some kind. You know, the, the motivations have always had a metaness to them. You know, um, yeah. And there's all and screams known for its kind of meta take on horror and its meta storytelling. But when we get the scene with where uh, Mindy Meeks is talking about the kind of the rule of requels, you know, that it's you're not doing a straight reboot, but you can't do a direct sequel so you're doing a mixture of the two and you know you're bringing new characters in with the legacy characters and it's all got a link to the original i get it and it makes sense and it's kind of it's it's kind it's true for the films that they mentioned because they talk about you know halloween and they talk about the new ghostbusters the new star wars and that's true however it seems for me it seemed as if this film kind of says well this is what we're doing and then kind of is a bit lazy in the rest of its storytelling you know it it, for me it's not bad i don't think it's bad i think it's it is a little bit of that it it, that is the only thing it is a little bit of the the meta is almost used as if the meta justifies them not having to try as hard yeah and i feel like when you weigh it down with this film and again i don't know on rewatch, I might feel a little bit less because although we said about Scream 4 earlier, I feel like I do remember leaving Scream 4 not being ecstatic about the film, being a bit like, I'm not that sure. Like, I loved the ending, but I, I was a bit, like, unsure. And I knew that that definitely grew on me kind of thing. So this definitely might grow on me, but I do feel like I can spot signs of a bit more lazy storytelling than I did in previous installments. Yeah. I feel like the meta has been used you know, in a certain way to kind of justify it. I mean, technically the whole, it is all built around that to say that like, I don't think to, to say that stab this film, that kind of is actually a major part of this one. Now the same yeah. way that scream to us is the major part of it, you know? Yeah. I mean? Um, but I mean, overall though, I definitely, I would like to, to, we need to kind of move, we're going to move yeah. on to spoilers, but just to say, is that kind of overall for a spoiler free kind of thing, it's still a fun ride. It's yeah. a murder mystery. It's got it's got some good death scenes. Yeah. It's got some twists that work. And, you know, it, it is still nice to see these characters. And some of the new, especially Melissa Vergara um, as Sam and her sister Tara. General Tiga. That kind of bond of the film is quite nice. Yeah. You know, in, in that kind of, in like that's quite a good part of the film. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's a very good part of this film, but it does come at the expense of possibly some more time for other characters, which might have made their scenes, their deaths or things like that kind of work a bit better at times. Yeah. Um, well, as always, um, we're, we're going to jump into spoilers, but we will give you a five second countdown because this this is what happens with me with spoilers. And I'm sure most people are the same, but you see spoilers and then you you kind of like oh, i don't know so you check you know anyway yeah. so i think we're going to give people five seconds to 
be aware that spoilers are incoming. <laughs> and anything after that five seconds is your choice. Yeah, you know, it's, so. it's normally followed by something uh, inappropriate anyway. Or if it, you yeah, know, you know, just to throw anyone off who's like, I'm not sure whether to listen to the spoilers. We'll give you, <laughs> we'll we'll tell you something that may or may not be true, and then you'll have to deal with it in your own way after that. Yeah. So let's do five. <laughs> so five, four, three, two, one. Stu Mack is the killer. <laughs> and Dewey hangs dong. <laughs> there you yes. go. So, uh, yeah, go away if you if you don't want spoilers. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I so, mean... yeah. So, um, so, Stu Macker is not the killer, but Billy Loomis is back. Yeah. So I, I'm just I, jumping straight into that kind I of thing. I was kind of okay with that. I, I didn't I didn't mind that. And I, it, I feel that that, weirdly, um, I actually felt like it came to quite a good conclusion with that like i kind of liked that ending part that was one part of the the, the ending i did like yeah was I, just the the whole like the, as if the serial killer inside of you and you kind of get to see that i like that and i think i mean i always billy loomis is the best screen killer i don't care what anybody says yeah. you know skeet Oric is the man mm-hmm. he's he's a he's a sexual man you know he can pull off the, the <laughs> slick back hair the white t-shirt you know the the teenage heart from and you but know. he was also like weirdly likable at the same time as being menacing. Yeah, he was the uh, he was. I think of all the killers, he was the only one I would one hundred percent go. Yeah, that dude looks like a fucking killer. <laughs> but he's a sexual man at the yeah, same exactly. time. <laughs> he's like that dude looks like a killer, but I'd probably fuck him. Like yeah, probably pipes. And and the thing is that I kind of I do like it. You know, I like that. He caught me completely off guard when she was oh, driving yeah. the car. It, it, we saw him, and I was like, "Oh, damn, Ski Oris, back. Nice. I like that." Yeah. Well, the first time it seems in the hospital, isn't it? Yeah, world. that's it. Yeah. In the, in the uh, mirror. In the mirror. And, and I was a bit like, oh, "Okay." And then, what did it make sense for? Or it don't. I mean, it does make sense because it does happen. Is when he's driving back. My understanding of Scream is that at the time, Billy Loomis is sixteen, seventeen. And so I'm taking. I'm guessing. Yeah, because they're not. They're not graduating. They're not graduating. I don't know if they're. Se- they might be seniors. I, 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 it doesn't mention that they're seniors, so I don't know. I'm not. I think they are seniors because if I think about the timeline in terms of Scream Two, they must oh, yeah, have been they, at the end because they go like to college. Yeah. So, it was only like a year or so later, isn't it? It's two, like two years later. Or so something. he must have piped the woman before he was with Sydney, but we know that he was with Sydney for at least a year. Because he was with Sydney yeah, and her mum. At the goes. same time, he we also, there's also a whole thing that plays out that basically they've been together a year, but they've never had sex. So I mean, if the dude's willing to butcher butcher Sydney's mum and butcher, I feel like he's not against, he's not against cheating on someone, yeah. cheating on her on the side. Yeah, you know maybe, what I mean? yeah, I guess so. I feel like you know, I feel like I feel like it's within the, within the realm of uh, you know believability, you know. In fact, looking at this, looking at this film, you know, I mean, we're talking about someone who has like very clear. I mean, the thing that more like got to me is the fact that she sees Billy in his almost final form with yeah. his blood and things like that. And it's like, why would she be imagining Billy Loomis like that? She would never have seen a shot of him looking like that. I'm imagining because stab. I'm imagining stab the way he these looked yeah. in that film is the way they've made it. But I was still a bit like, still, you like, you would have seen like pictures of him like in normal form. So I always thought he should have appeared in a normal form. I get that to have the kind of shock that he kind of looks like the dead Billy Loomis kind of thing. Um, Um, But no, I wasn't against that. Um, 
I just yeah. think... When the uh, twist happened at first, I was in my head like, uh, I, I remember stopping in my head for a second. I was like, am I okay with this? Yeah, I was a bit <laughs> Am like I that. okay with this? Does this work? Um, yeah. And it's one of the one things that they they do say towards the end of the film where they 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 mention, they mention like I like the fact that they they are spot on with some of their like their meta kind of noticing yeah. a thing. And it is one thing I always thought of Scream like it's hard to do this kind of requel kind of thing when you've uh, not got a Michael Myers yeah. to hurt, come back hunting him every time. So bringing it back to like Loomis in some form way or is you know. You know they're trying to do something at least. I guess yeah, they were trying to do something different, and that's one thing that did work quite well um, for you know Billy Loomis. Um, I'm trying to th- uh, I'm trying to think of where we're going. I mean, for me, because I, I kind of jump, I kind of just jump ju- to a random, always, but we're going to jump around. But um, we always jump around, don't we? Um, I feel like like in our. In our non-spoiler bit, we were a bit more about the the less positive things. So I feel like we should spend some time well, on the positive. One thing that I Billy did... Loomis, I think it was nice to see Scott Ulrich back, even yeah, in he's a the few man. scenes. Um, I love, I liked, I like the gore in the film. The gore's really well done. Um, yeah, the 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 gore, like it hits you straight away in the opening scene. Yeah, the opening like, the scene, opening opening scene is quite brutal. And the um, opening scene was good. You know, we we one of the things we spoke about before was. Um, because we were literally in the pub before uh, having some food, and um, you were kind of like, "Well, what it could be is they've said that something happens in the opening that hasn't been done before, um, and obviously it's Jen Ortega surviving." But you mentioned that you listened to the prediction episode, and um, you, it mentioned that there were two sisters, and you thought that it's going to be attacking of one of them to bring the other sister back. Yes, um, and I like that. You know, I think as a kind of a story hook that that does it was sense. a good device to bring yeah as, as we said before a, a good thing um sam and tara carpenter uh there you go carpenter I, yeah how did i only just ring on carpenter i got uh, it straight wait, away wait, wait, was that? i don't remember i i don't actually like remember thinking oh i heard the last name so i'm good but i missed that in my head but um one thing that definitely does work is bringing sam uh, yes a little, <laughs> a little, little bit there sorry uh bringing sam in as a new protagonist almost yeah but bringing her in with her sister and having this whole you know that tara actually survives the opening i like that. you know i liked it that you know that it was just a little bit different and i think in a way we'd almost always wanted something a little bit of a change in that way I yeah i'd wanted a couple of things to break the formula of the way they played it out yeah um I will come back to talk about that because there's certain where I kind of wish they'd broke the formula that would have made, I think, the ending better. But I'm going to come back to that in a minute because let's stay on the, the positives yeah. for a minute. Um, those two two characters, um, and I like the fact that like Sydney, Sam is given a kind of like a, a backstory that kind of plays in well, like a, a, hard, a harder backstory to kind of follow the same way Sydney had her mother's murder. Yeah. Sam has this kind of Billy Loomis past. And this distant It's broken her family in a way of, yeah, and broken like her sister. And, you know, and, and the fact it, it makes, weirdly, all of that stuff makes the opening better, I think. I think on repeat viewing, I think the opening will seem better now that you know how it all kind of plays with Tara, yeah. knowing that that's why, and that she stays alive. Because she gets brutally, I mean, she gets... The leg snap was horrid. First sliced across the stomach, 
Then she gets stabbed, I believe, around the back of the side, and then she gets the um, leg stump, isn't it? And then she gets it through the hand when she's trying to stop yeah, that's the knight as it's coming down. Then that goes into her. And then, yeah, she gets several stabs in the sides, I believe, or something. Yeah. She gets a lot, like, to, to survive. Yeah. I mean, there is quite a bit of a, like, a, a stab ratio to survival ratio in this film. Some some of them don't seem to be affected by the fact they've just been stabbed. No, a lot times. of them don't. <laughs> there does seem to be a little bit of a, wait a sec, you were pretty brutally stabbed a minute ago. Yeah. And you're still here. Um, but yeah, Tara is one of those where I think most people would be going, that bitch dead. Yeah. <laughs> we were all for a second like, oh, she's she actually dead. Yeah. She's dead. Uh, no, she's not. She's alive. Um, it works well to bring the characters together. Um, and that's what I mean. Those parts with the original cast, that is good. A good start. Yeah. It's a good like, She's back in town. We get some nice scenes. We get some good scenes with Jack Quaid's... Um, what is the boyfriend called? Uh, Richie. Richie, that's the one. Richie. Jack Quaid, um, who's Richie. Um, you know, and he's quite a bit of the comic relief in this film. Yeah. He's, his sarcasm and stuff like that is... I like I like that. Yeah. He, he, he works well. He His was more hits than misses, wasn't it? Yeah. He was, he was definitely the one that, like... Uh, made it funnier i think in general when some things weren't weren't, weren't always funny yeah um yeah but the yeah. um but yeah so so it's a nice way that they bring it back in and for a while we only get these new characters to start off the film we yeah. kind of get used to them that's when we get the scenes such as them you know all the friends sitting around talking about and they're already on the case of like any of you could be a suspect look yeah uh, they talked to the same to like Chad about the bruise on his arm and that, you know, you got brutally, you know, kind of kicked about and stuff like that. Um, which again, it'll be interesting to go back now and look and see like, oh, has is Amber fully covered over so you can't see any bruises? Is you know, or yeah. is you know, or it could have, you know, obviously it could have been Richie at the same time, but then I'd, it's the distance of things that was. That's one of the things with Richie that kind of occasionally would throw you off is because it's like, well, he wasn't even in this from this town and they drove yeah. a far way to get back to here kind of thing. So why, you know, how how could he get there, get back? You know, he could, he totally could, but it just seems like a bit of a long way to go. Well, whereas Amber's could have just been a pre-recorded video that, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, and that is, I think it's set, I think it sets it up relatively well because we are introduced to the new characters and we do have, you know, this whole kind of who is it and the, you know, this history of Ghostface and it's from Woodsboro and stuff like that. Um, but I think um, overall, I think it, it, it struggles with pace a bit. I think we, we get introduced to, um, I can't remember his name, Kyle, um, what's his name? Kyle Gallagher. Ah. How do you pronounce it? Are we talking about the... Yeah, um... Kyle Gallagher. We get introduced to, you know, that, and then he he kind of dies pretty quickly. You know, I yeah, think he has I was, three I'm, this is This was, this was um, definitely the most disappointing death, because... Okay, fine. You're gonna you're gonna build this guy up as a as a sleep. A lot of horror films have this. They'll build up some sleazy character. 
he won't last that long, but he gets a couple of scenes to prove that he's a he's a, a dirtbag. Bag. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, although really, all he gets is he sat by a car and they're talking about him being a dirtbag. And then, and then he tries he, to fuck. And then he tries to stab up Chad in the bar. Can't well, not really, but he tries to you know, be a dick. And then yeah, that, that's it. That's all that Kyle Gallagher is. And then he goes out to his car, and then he gets stabbed in the neck, and then he dies. And there's very little suspense to it. I, you knew exactly where Ghostface was going to well, be. Well, the problem is that shot was in the trailer. It was, yeah. But also in the in the trailer, there was also a bit, which I didn't see in the, where Ghostface is stood with, he's kind of stood in the trailer. There's a one where he stood with his, the whole in front of the light and you see him kind of like as if he's lording over the place kind of thing. And that shot wasn't in the film. It was I didn't too bad because it was a really good shot. It had his knife and his blade. And But my problem with it is like, yes, it was in the trailer, but it's still not good. Even if it was in the trailer, that's why there should have been more to it. But there wasn't. Yeah. Obviously, him getting stabbed in the neck wasn't in the trailer, but it was kind of like him, stu- Ghostface stood right behind him. But then that is it. That's the most disappointing. I saw that shot in the trailer of Ghostface stood behind him. That's fine. But I also don't think that makes it any less predictable. The first place we you would have guessed when he leans into the car is that Ghostface is going to be stood behind you. <laughs> so where's the where's the build where's the suspense of this there wasn't even like when he was dragging himself across the floor because again that shot was in the trailer yeah. as well of him dragging that's when you're hoping he's going to get if he's a dirtbag then let's see that guy get butchered yeah whereas it seems like the nicer characters in this film get brutally murdered and the character like that gets off pretty fucking easy to be honest yeah you know i want to see that guy get an interested i would have rather that he the bloody ghost face jumped in the car and drove it towards him and slammed him into the wall or something that's you know what, what i mean? thought he would have done i was like okay. yeah i would rather like he runs him down with this car that in the two scenes we've seen him he seems to be so bloody bothered about his car yeah um it is sad it is sad that that, that was all that carl gallon got um, yeah, you know, and talking of other kills that I felt were what had one had a good brutality to it, but felt a bit underwhelming as well because I expected the actor to be in it more. Was Dylan uh, Dylan Minnette? Is that Wes? Wes? Yeah. I, on the poster and the fact that Dylan Minnette is probably a bigger known star than most of the cast. Well, yeah, is in it a fairly short amount of time. Which is fine if you're going to throw people off. Yeah. That's fine. I, I was questioning whether he was going to live because he was one of the other ones. When I look at the poster, I always tend to go like, who's the bigger one? Who's most likely to be a killer? Yeah. And he was one that was, it was Jack Quaid was one I fought from the beginning. Yeah. But just from looking at the poster and Dylan Minnette, because he was the son of the sheriff. And I felt like there could have been, you know, they said about who, who knows that it's Billy Loomis's thing. And I thought maybe he could have easily stumbled across something yeah. from his mother or his mother knew something and he heard something when he was a kid so i was already in my head kind of yeah. building together a motive and i thought wes had a fairly good motive so yes it's good that he's and his is actually fine his is built up quite well it's his mum's which yeah. i was really I, I don't i don't know about you but i predicted what exactly what was going to happen with no that. i didn't did you not no. i completely was like he's he's baiting you to get you back to get you to kill you kind of thing. I thought he was going to kill her, but I didn't expect it to be as she entered, you know? Um, yeah. Oh yeah. I as guess she... because it's daytime as well. You, ex- you, I didn't expect that something like that to happen on a street. Yeah. 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 Day, you know? Yeah. No, no, I get, I get that. I don't know. It, it's not that like, I liked the whole like chase of it in the mix with like the psycho shower kind of yeah. scene. And like their definitely like was not one of the, the, it was just more, my point was more that like I expected Wes to be around a bit longer. 
Judy Hicks, I wasn't surprised. I expected her to be off fairly quickly. I felt like she was more brought back just to be like that kind of, I thought yeah. from the beginning she might just be a victim. Um, but this leads me uh, kind of to another thing that I've been thinking about with the deaths oh, and the styles yeah. of the deaths. Uh, have you got one more on the on that part? No, talk? my main thing to say was that that scene where Wes, um, you know, is goes off and, you know, dies with, and uh, Judy dies. Um the scene before that, I believe, is when we have um, M- Mindy talking about the whole requel conversation. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then that is the last, I, as far as I recall, that is the last time we see any of the new characters until the end. What? After what? All of them together, you mean? All of them together. Yeah, because I don't. It's think... not too long after that. Wes is is Wes's death isn't that long after that scene. No, Wes is the next. It's like him of... getting back from it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it, uh, but, but then, then after that, I mean. that's when we. Yeah, that, you're after right. that, that's we don't see we them because then it goes the to the hospital and Dewey, and then it all kind of ramps up more towards slightly more towards the original characters slash Sam kind of is yeah. more focused with the Billy kind of mix kind of thing. Is all kind of there. Yeah, yeah. So there is a big gap. So it's not until the party that we see any of those lot kind of come back. And by the time we got to the party, I was like, I don't care about these characters. Like, <laughs> yeah. I really, I wanted to like them, but I just didn't I, care. I like them. certain ones. I like the Meeks. The Meeks. So I liked Chad. I thought Chad had quite a good, like, yeah. I, in a few scenes, I, I found him quite endearing. I didn't want him to die. And he didn't die. <laughs> and <laughs> that's the thing. Is he... But I kind of liked that, that he didn't die. But he got a brutal kind of... He got, yeah, <laughs> you know, I thought... I, I don't know, I just thought one of them should have died because they both lost a lot of blood. I mean, I, I'm I'm sure he got stabbed in the in the femoral arch. Yeah, he looked like he was that, bleeding like that. Could, he should be, yeah. You bleed out in like two minutes. Again, we have said, this one does have a little bit of a problem with how brutally people are stabbed and how they manage to survive. Yeah. I mean, like, at the rate that some others were getting, I mean... Uh, when we get, we'll get to the end, but then yeah. that's where really like the the stabbing part definitely is like now you're really getting a bit silly with this. Um, but uh, as I say, this the, yeah, this is this was what this is one of my things that I the first thing we said when we got out of the cinema to me is, and this is hard not to say is the directors because yeah. there's something about the there's a lack of style to Ghostface in this I feel yeah. He had such in 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 the original films. There's there's a way he moved. There's a way his cloak moved that kind of just made it like a like a whoosh. I'm in front of you kind of thing, yeah. you know. And you really like kind of drawn in. And this one, the the rest of his costume just kind of seems a bit like almost weird at times. It, like it's just yeah. kind of, it doesn't feel like it's moving with him. It doesn't feel like it's got that style. The shots, the shots just seem like such like they're like. Um, I'm trying. I'm blanking on the word, but they're just like a still frame, like a a standard shot kind of thing. It's yeah. like so when Judy runs back towards the house, it's just like we're following her on one standard like tracking kind of forward shot, and then out comes Ghostface from just behind like a a pole or so. I don't know yeah. where he is, and out he comes and stabs. I had no problem with him coming out and like stabbing her and killing. Like I mean, right in the middle of that is it? It, it was different. But then at the same time, I kind of would have preferred she went into the house and we got a bit more of a suspenseful kind of play up towards it. Kind of, I liked the shock, 
but I kind of think I would have rather she walked into the door and then kind of, I feel like that would have shocked me more than just like, here I am kind of thing. And it's the same with like, Wes had quite a good suspenseful build up to be fair. Yeah. Wes they, had they, made a, they made a joke. They kind of started, they made a joke about every door because to be fair, by that point in the film, every death so far had kind of basically been like, Oh, I'm just, I'm just off the side of the camera or I'm just behind this door. So when Wes is there, like, opening and closing every door and you're like is he gonna be there is he not like that's why i kind of thought Wes was yeah. gonna survive that part because yes. i thought i thought that Wes was i thought they were just messing with us and it was all it was actually going to build to is Wes going out to see his mum dead on the front kind of or mu- that's what i was when thinking. the door was open i thought that was actually just judy like has dragged her way to the door and he's just going to see a dead body like leaning against the door or something. Yeah. Um, but no, Wes actually gets a fairly vi- probably the most one of the most like slow and violent deaths. Yeah. Like not in overall like battery of like stab stab stab, but it's just very. Uh, but it's the old slow. Yeah. Like and it, it it's great practical effects the way it goes through his neck and we see it come out the side of his neck as he's kind of you know. <laughs> Yeah, as he as he's dying, the kind of the way it goes through is it, it's quite cool. It, it's a good. It, it's one of the ones that stands out in my head as one of the good deaths in this film. Yeah, I mean, I would say that one. There's a couple. There are a few problems that I have um, that jump out at me. Um, I know to kind of briefly go completely different to where you've gone, <laughs> um, but this is a burning thing that we've had. Um, and this is something that we spoke about quite. We spoke about on the Lost Scream episode. Yeah. Um, it's that I don't know when this happened in the Scream franchise, but all of a sudden, Ghostface became really tall in Scream Four. This, this, this was a know, major problem for yeah. me. Right, that was a thing it, that always takes me out of Scream Four. Scream Four. There's scenes where he's looming over the police, and he seems like he's about six three. Yeah, but yeah. you know, Jill there's Robert, no, there's no Robert, way, yeah, Emma Roberts and Rory Colkin. It's a five foot, like, both of them. Are, like, you look at that, I don't know exactly how tall they are, but it literally, I would guess, I would guess Emma Roberts is probably about five foot one or something like that. And I yeah. would guess that Kieran Colkin does not look like he's much taller than that. We said this in our prediction episode, by the way, we had this whole yeah. conversation, uh, we had the whole conversation about, you know, um. <laughs> Rob's just looking at that, but it's going to be meters. I'm tall, well, I'm taller than Kieran Culkin. Kieran Culkin is 168 meters. You've I'm written in Kieran Culkin, but it's given you a picture of uh, the wrong Culkin brother. <laughs> that's not Kieran Culkin, that's Rory Culkin. Well, that's Kieran Culkin to him. Um, <laughs> even, even Google doesn't know who Kieran Culkin is. That is 100% the Culkin brother that is in. Or have we got it? No, we've got it mixed up. It's Rory Culkin, but not even Kieran Rory, Culkin. Okay, but Rory I'm taller Culkin. than Rory Culkin as well. I thought the other one was Rory. Rory Culkin is one six eight, which I believe is like five seven, five eight, which is what I am. Is about one seven. He doesn't look much taller than he looks about the same size as Jill. Because like when they're standing, yeah. Although she's got heels on, to be fair. If you look in the film, she has got big ass heels on. But again, the big ass heels only make her about the same size as Charlie. Yeah. So. And also, in those big-ass heels, if you look at the way that Ghostface runs up behind the policeman in Scream 4, no chance in hell. I know they've said, like, like in, in the Jurassic World has this whole, like, she's running in heels, she can do it. Yes, yeah, she can. 
She can run in heels and Jill could run in heels, but not the way she runs towards the police officer like that. She literally glides really quickly yeah. towards him. No, you'd still, that's just not, I know we're like, we're talking about height and like in a film where like, yeah. where in a film where certain things like where are people just unbelievable. And don't die. But, but it, is a, it is a true fact. And I, because, well, I think it's because they're not, because the, the, the killer isn't supernatural. It's a whodunit, you know? Yeah. And it, it just... We bro- need some groundedness. Yeah, it just breaks the suspense or it breaks the illusion for me when the killer is so tall and then the only scene that the killer didn't look tall in was after Mindy had been attacked and um, was running away. Yeah, That was the only scene where I thought that looks like somebody hunched over and small. Yeah. Other than that, it, it it always makes them look like they're it massive did. It and makes moving, them look huge. You know? and, and I get that that's going to add to the kind of but scariness made, of the way they look. But it but... made sense for Stu. Because yeah. Matthew Lillard's quite tall. But then, you know, it just every all the other ones were never that tall. Even, I no. think, you know, it, none of the other ones have been no, that tall. Not really. That, no, it definitely was. So I think Scream 4 is the one that really started it, though. Yeah, I definitely. Feel like, but I feel like to create that, like, they think he looks scarier if he looks taller. When I don't think that's the case. Um, and to be fair, just back to the style of it. I just there was just something about Ghostface. It's just the way he was shot. There was there was no real like lighting on the way he was shot and stuff. He no. just was always just there. So the white of the mask almost looked less scary because there was no like there was no shadow to it. There was no you know what I mean. Yeah. There was no lighting. There was no really coming out of the shadows. It always felt like he was running out into light. Apart yeah. from the opening when it comes out of the, like a dark area, it always felt like he was just in the light. And therefore, if you see him in the light, that's not as scary. And if you, also, like, you don't get to see him like moving around. Like, part, yeah. that's what I kind of liked about is that you get to see this big like swishing. So, those, those things. But I think, and to well, admit, like the main part when that um, when that size difference yeah. is big is Dewey. Yeah, that's the one when I really was like, they look. He's towering over Dewey. Dewey's not that. Like, he's not. I'm not saying he's mega tall, but he's not that short that you should be towering over. And once we know who the killer is, it especially makes no fucking sense no. that he's towering over Dewey. Because no. <laughs> it is Amber who is short. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind she of is just... shorter than most of the other friends, so she's definitely short in comparison. And in one scene, she is near Dewey, and she is definitely smaller than Dewey. Yeah, and for me, and then there's um, you know, there's a another thing um, is that when um, when uh, you know, Ghostface is shot in the hospital scene, um, which I thought was a cool scene. Um, it's shot, and then I had this problem with Scream Two with the car crash. Yeah, they didn't. You know, you don't. You get the chance, and you, they didn't remove the mask straight yeah, there. Yeah, that was that you know? was a. This this is this okay. So so we're in we're into the the biggest twist of the film. Yeah. Also, probably the one again. Sadly. I weirdly feel like I am more ready. I was more ready for this purely because the trailers made it seem very obvious that Dewey was going to die. Um, I feel like that's the only reason I'm prepared. If the trailers hadn't given it away, I feel like I would have been more shocked and possibly more taken aback by this uh, that Dewey actually died. Um, no, I, I think the trailer was always going fairly, to die. I, I always think. I think he was all. It was. But this was whole this but this whole film is pretty much like signposted like. 
that Dewey is going to die in the way he talks to the original characters. The way he talks to Sydney on the phone yeah, is like a goodbye. So that that second right there, I was like, right, so we're not getting a scene with Dewey and Sydney actually together. Because yeah. you've added this scene just so that you can say there was a scene of the two characters interacting because they're not actually going to get to interact in person kind of yeah. thing. Because it was almost like a, like a, you're okay, you're thing, stay away, you know, be safe. Don't do so stupid. Sydney kind of like, don't get yourself like involved. And like, of course he's going to get himself involved. You know that this is what's going to happen. And you know that this is what's going to bring Sydney back. Yeah. Dewey is a device used to bring Sydney Prescott back into the film. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <You know? laughs> I like Dewey's death in general though to be honest i think i i i love well it, it was more violent than i expected it to be yeah quite gory and bloody like like quite like brutal like yeah. kind of thing which is fine you know to push that kind of not just make it like a you know an overly tame just because it's a beloved character kind of thing that's yeah. fine because it's a horror film yeah um but it's annoying because dewey's character like again the same with Gale gets that one scene and it's like we're gonna get all of our emotions about what we've gone through yeah. in the last five years out in the next two minutes of talking to each other just because I'm gonna be dead soon. So we need to have had that moment where we reconcile all our problems in two minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um and again, but and that's not the stuff that actually bothers me. I'm fine with that. It happens all the time, kind of thing. Um the thing that bothers me is that Dewey gets actually a really good character arc here. Yeah. We get to see Dewey less, less, you know, Barney Fife, as they refer to him in previous films, you yeah. know, the old comedy kind of act kind of thing. We get less of the bumbling and more of the, although we get a few funny little scenes with him in that, we get less of the bumbling scene and we get more of the, you know, old kind of worn down a bit kind of Dewey, helping yeah. out but also the way he acts with the other characters the way he brings it in, i just think do like david arquette does a really good job here of playing the between the you know the slight yeah the, the honest like kind of the kindness that is in dewey and also a little bit of a rougher and then this is why the part of his death that is annoying to me is that why did they have to make his death such a crappy yeah. cliche why did he why did his reasoning for do it have to be such an annoying kind of you didn't take the. Why didn't you take the mask? Why didn't yeah. you shoot him in the head straight away? You know this. Why are you going off? Why are you getting off the elevator to go back by yourself? We know this isn't going to work out well, but it just doesn't. It the whole like roundup to it didn't really make sense. You know what I mean? Like he has to go all the way back in front of. Them. Yeah. He has to go and stand right in front of the killer to be able to shoot him in the head when he could probably have done it from a bloody mile away and blasted him. Yeah, he is a trained cop. You know what I mean? And it's the same thing. Like, he gets up and he goes over to Richie. Again, this is also the scene when I said 100% I'm like, Richie is a killer. Yeah. Because no one sits there for the amount of time that Dewey is fighting with that guy and just goes, no, it's fine. I'm just going to I'm just gonna stay lying on the ground and looking at you even though I'm not really that badly injured. No, he just feels arm. Yeah, he got arm on. Yeah, I, I mean, I told you before that. You that said about I, like that you think that Richie uh, was the killer because, and it'll be interesting to see whether that actually was correct because you said about. Um, well, he said that um, Vince. He said Vince something about Vince being dead, and then, and to my knowledge, they said that a body had been discovered, but not that it was Vince. And then the, he also said that he. Um, that when they met Dewey, that he was he was nicer in the films, and to my knowledge, he was only watching the first stab. He hadn't watched the yeah. others. 
Whereas I, I'm pretty sure he said I'm watching the Stab movies on Netflix. But again, that still plays into it. But then we know he, like, he easily could have watched. He has obviously watched them a million yeah, times over anyway. Definitely. But yeah, the the body one is the one where I'm, I wasn't sure because I didn't know whether like so it could have just said a body. Therefore, it's him giving away that he knew exactly who was dead. Maybe. Um, but yeah. Um, but as I said, like Jack Quaid was my top choice for killer anyway because the boyfriend thing. I thought yeah, but then they're trying to do like a jump back to the original. But they're they're trying very hard also to make it that he couldn't possibly be the killer yeah. in this film because it's like no he's he's mild, he like he lives miles away he yeah. can't possibly do that he doesn't know the screen films at all he's a bit jo- he's always joking about getting out of town and I don't want to be this and you know yeah and then even later in the film you know like when he's like he's injured or hurt or things like that to be like well he's obviously not going to be the killer like kind of yeah thing. um you know all those kind of things so yeah I do feel like. Amber is different. Amber, Amber is a um, she's a cold ass bitch the whole way through. She's not a likable character at all the whole no, film. But my problem is she was that... almost horribly like, oh god, like I really don't like you. And then she turned out to be the killer. And then but at then... the same time, I knew nothing about her. exactly. And that's my problem is with the first first scream. You know, we 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 spent a fair amount of time with Billy and Stu. Yeah. So you always suspect it's Billy. You always suspect it's Billy. Um, and then when they have, you know, when they have the, you know, the Billy uh, gets a lot of scenes. Stu gets a few scenes, but Matthew Lillard plays him up so well in a few scenes. Yeah. Um, and then you know he kind of um, he just kind of disappears um, throughout. You know, you get Stu in it as well. Second film, you know, obviously you get you you do have a few scenes with Mickey and. I watched it back, and you know he is—he is fighting the corner of sequels. You know, saying like sequels always better are better than the original, so it makes sense. And you do see, you know, Miss Loomis come in and in bits and pieces. Um, third, third film you get Roman quite a lot. Fourth film you spend a lot of time with Jill and with Charlie, and just with all of the cast in general. But with this film, you apart from the opening, the first act. By the you don't get enough time to know them, so by the time it we got to the third act, I didn't care about the characters. Mm. And then when Amber was revealed to be the killer, I was like, "Why should I care about that?" Because I know nothing I mean, about. It's them. weird in the same way because I wouldn't say that necessarily she's any less. I I feel like probably if I like I'd probably say Mickey and Charlie probably got nearly amount of it because Amber is in like hospital scene talking. She's very standing up for Tara and things like that. I think I think the like she does go for a while, but then I think like Charlie's also technically been and gone for quite a lot. Mickey's literally I've, barely in like two or three scenes. Charlie of the gets film. a. I I fight the corner. He gets the the film club. My thing is that I think that the other characters were more. They were. I think my, my problem is that because she's so unlikable, I don't want to care at all about her. So even though she's in a couple, she, I think like she is kind of like a force to be reckoned with in quite a few. She's like a standing up for Tara. She's got a real fucking chip on her shoulder like the whole time. Yeah. So she's always chiming in. But I feel like because they made her so unlikable, I weirdly I didn't even think about. I didn't prefer. No, I didn't. Re- I didn't necessarily like. I did think at one point. Yeah, she seems like she's fucking crazy. So she could be a killer. I. But at the same time, I was also. It's just the fact of like because I didn't like the character so much when she was revealed to be it. It's weirdly I almost want a likable character to turn out to be twisted. 
yeah, I would rather that say, like I said earlier, with like Wes, I would rather a character who I actually was kind of slightly liking in some ways turned out to be the twisted character. That's more interesting than someone who's a bitch the whole time and then just continues to be. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's why I like Robbie so much, like yeah. Charlie so much. I even said my name instead of his, yeah, because he's a film nerd. And yeah, it's like me and he's, you know watching. I, mean. I was like, that's me and you. Yeah, you know he, the two film nerds. Yeah, and exactly. He's he's a like. That's why I think he does like play. And also, he gets a fantastic reveal. Yeah, he gets, he gets an awesome reveal. reveal. Amber gets a, a okay, okay. We're doing this now, are we? We are doing this, are we? Yeah, kind of thing, you know what I mean. Like, because again, she does also get that scene with you know one of one of her better scenes. To be fair, is the one with her and Mindy in the basement where they're yeah, that playing up the kind of. You know what I mean? Uh, this is just why I guess, like, on the first view, it's like, oh, you know, maybe if you rewatch it, it'd be like, oh, okay, she does get more build up. Yeah, I thing. might watch it. It's definitely um, going to get another. It's hard when you say, like, you, you know, after we've seen Scream 4 and stuff like that, and we've seen it so, yeah. so many times in a certain way that we're like, we're used to those characters. So we might later come back to it and go, oh, you know what? There was there, but she definitely wasn't a likable character. Yeah. Um, she was definitely one that you were kind of like, is she going to live and die? I believe her as a killer. Because she was such a fucking bitch, <laughs> <laughs> but um, that, that that doesn't mean that's that that was the first step in the finale where I felt a little bit like, oh shit, is this the finale? I was a bit there, like, is that the reveal? That's, yeah, that's the worst reveal you've had. <laughs> like, I was a bit like, like you know, um, you know, you know, out of all of the reveals and stuff like that, like like the Roman reveal wasn't technically a shit reveal because they'd actually played up the fact that he was dead quite well. So it wasn't a shit reveal. It was the twist that then comes with the reveal. Yeah. Was shit. Um, the probably the closest, like the closest it is the Mickey reveal is where it's just kind of like, Oh, here he is kind of thing. I forgot about you. <laughs> yeah. Like, I kind of forgot because I haven't seen you in the film since uh, I don't remember what scene yeah. of the film. So yeah, there's, there's that part. Um, and that's probably again, slightly raised by the fact that I kind of like Timothy Oliphant. You oh, know I, I mean? love Timothy Oliphant. Where again, <laughs> another sexual man. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Sexual like, men all over. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So <laughs> when we build into the finale, um, this is, you know, Amber's there, uh, you know, shoots, shoots Liv in the head, who, who again, Liv, and, Liv had quite a good little, like, oh. psycho scene before. I mean, towards, at the end, I, I literally said to you, what happened to Liv? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> because, yeah, she gets blasted, her head splattered across the walls. Um, but, yeah, that, it, 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 I mean, in one way, it was, it threw you off, because in, in all the others, Sydney's normally secluded when yeah. the reveal happens. Whereas this one is a little bit more like, we're all standing around and you've just shot her in the head. There's like four or five characters stood around. Which is why it's weird to reveal it then. Because, yeah, because it because then they all scatter. And the first thing that popped in my head was like, literally one of them in this amount of time could have legged it to the car, drove off, and you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're gone. The reason that Billy and Stu and the reason that Mickey and Mrs. Loomis secluded someone to an area so they're alone is because... Everyone could just fucking get out of the house or go and ring the police while you're. Yeah. This is a. This is the fucking. Especially now, this is the modern age when half of those characters I would imagine have a mobile somewhere on them. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a bit like. Uh. But it's like okay, so this is where like, you know what I mean? And then then we get we get Sydney and Gail show up to the house. Um, you know, um, I like I like the fact that straight away Sydney and Gail go. This trap. Yeah. Yeah, and they go straight for it. Um, but oh, so this this actually is what this is my good segue to jump back to what, um, what you know was earlier. 
Yeah. Um, I was talking, thinking about earlier. I kind of, uh, I kind of wish a little bit, um, that they'd broken the formula for the reveal of the killer. Yeah. I mean, one thing in our prediction episode that we wished was that they'd actually just leave. If they are planning to make more, and after this, after the end of this film, I quite fine if that's it. We're yeah, done. we're done. Scream five. That's it. Let's not push it more. We don't need the the mixed twins and the you know all that. Yeah, kind of. I don't. I don't know. But I'm sure the studio that owns it will probably think differently, especially if this has a good opening money, weekend. Money, money, they'll money. be like money. Um, yeah, I do believe that this is the end for Gail and Sydney. Yeah, like, I, I think we leave it, and that's fine. We leave it in that way. Um, but if you were going for the other one, then I kind of wish that we'd played it. You know, they would have had to do better than that Amber reveal because then, yes, people would have been very disappointed. But, um, but I can't like one was that we wished that they would not reveal all the killers by yeah. the end and leave one open. Yeah. So then, the what happens in this film with the whole "you could be the killer, you could be the killer" that distrust built into a good friend, you know, into a good group of friends. Yeah. We we said in the prediction one would be quite an interesting way to be like. They're still kind of there, but they kind of never know who that person was. There's no one's ever found out, and the kind of way that that can like break up the friends and break them into these distrustful people. And then in the sequel, if the friends again, those same friends start dying one by one, it's kind of like, a, oh, okay, and that could be interesting. And this is because I forgot Liv was dead. Um, when uh, when Amber was revealed as the killer, shot Liv, which didn't even register with me. Yeah, and then. Um, we got another, we, you know, she ran off and then Ghostface came back. Yeah. I thought this is the second killer. Yeah. And then obviously, um, what, it was uh, still Liv. It was Rich, still Amber, sorry. It, it was still Amber. And I was thinking, could this, is this Liv? And I, I looked at Anna and I said, three killers. Like maybe yeah, they have maybe another three one. Killers, yeah. maybe another. And then that's why after, when it ended, I was like, oh my God, what if Liv is still alive yeah. and was a killer. That's why I said to you, what happened to Liv? Thinking, <laughs> like, oh my God, you're right. You are actually shot, shot in the head. head. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. You know what I mean? Um, because she didn't care about these characters. Man. But like, so let this, this is where, so this goes back. So this goes back to the Dewey scene. So let, let me play out what suddenly played. And I think that in my head, in the two seconds I had to think about it after, after thinking, after I knew who the killers and stuff like that, I suddenly had a thought in my head to how Dewey's scene could have played out. Yeah. Which would have been less dumb than what happened originally. One, they helped to stop it. Richie actually, actually did something and slightly made it seem less like he's just waiting for Dewey to get yeah. murdered. And Dewey, Richie kind of helps. He poses it to one side, but then they try to get maybe, I don't know, if if uh, the Sam character is a little bit more injured or something like that, they both try to get them to lift. Yeah. And then Dewey says that he needs to shoot with the head. And Richie says, okay, you guys go. I'm coming with you. Yeah. And at that point, that's when you have Dewey go up to get the knocked out Amber, who we don't see who it is. Yeah. And at that point, halfway through the film, we find out that Richie is actually the killer. Yeah. He... I feel like that would have been more interesting to break the mold, break the formula halfway through and with still one killer to be revealed. We don't reveal who the other killer is. Yeah. But Richie's the killer. And that way Dewey doesn't seem like an idiot for going back in the way he does because he wasn't alone. He didn't do things by himself and he's ready to shoot him when Richie 
It would be interesting if we had. Uh, I feel like that it would have been like because then you're kind of watching Richie the rest of the film in a different way, or Thinking you're watching who's a the character. Next you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it would have been interesting. I feel like that, that would have been a more of a break the mold instead of what feels like a very too samey ending here. I feel like it felt so like. I don't mind the whole motive of they're like this is toxic fandom that's gone mad. Like we wanna we wanna make a better sequel. We're sick of the producers making shitty sequels and things yeah. like that. We could make a better one, and this is fan fiction going too far because we do see that all over the internet. Yeah, we see it all the time. So fair enough. Yes, like the whole as they can't do the whole celebrity thing because it's been done. They've gone for the fan fiction side of thing. Like everyone wants like Sydney to be killed at a certain time, or you all have to die this time. Yeah. Like, Fair enough, and they needed to get Sydney. They needed to find a way to get them all back if they can, kind of thing. Although I would, you know, I, you know, they need to kill Dewey to get Sydney to come back. They kind of play that into the yeah. plot. That whole explanation's fine, but it's just it is for me. It just felt that the whole ending was so then similar in certain ways to the originals that it felt like it didn't break any new ground. It felt like we we found out the reveal, which was yes, slightly different because she did it in a room full of people. She shot, you know, things like that. Um, and Richie goes through all of, you know, Richie has the reveal because Sydney shot him in the leg, and you know, well, again, which that leg thing seems to go away very suddenly. Yeah, when well, he got shot in the freaking leg, like in the like swear, like near the kneecap, wasn't it? At least like suddenly he's like, yeah, I'm fine. Um, and we said about the stabbings earlier. Sam gets stabbed in the side and it gets twisted in her. Yeah. She drops to the ground. She's in pain. But by the time we get to the final scene, she's walking around like, you're all right, Tara, you okay? Yeah. The ambulance don't seem to care. Tara actually hasn't had that much done to her. Not at that point. Whereas no. Sam and everyone else has been stabbed or yeah. shot. <laughs> yeah. And yet they're not properly like in an ambulance being taken anywhere. But Tara is. Tara's back off to the hospital. The rest of them are like, oh, yeah, I can just... If I got stabbed, I'm not freaking walking around going, oh, yeah, oh, that, that's all right. It's, it's basically just like I've pulled a muscle. <laughs> yeah. And, and another <laughs> thing with the stabbing is that we see that uh, Judy gets stabbed and then dies quite quickly. But yeah. then Richie gets fucking stabbed many, many times and is Still kind of alive. Yeah, <laughs> he's still, still going. What about my ending? You yeah, know? he's um, still going. And um, yeah, I mean, I guess Tara got pretty brutalized at the beginning as well, and you yeah. know where you'd expect her to be to be dead. And I guess I guess some people have survived. I mean, like certain things happening like that. I mean, Fifty Cent got shot nine times, but <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Unless that was just a, for his like, story, he walked <laughs> off with a lip. Like like Dewey, yeah, exactly. Like Dewey, Dewey had been stabbed nine times, so they're not against their maybe Dewey and Fifty Cent. Yeah, some of there, you know. (laughs) But when they're brutalized, they're almost at the point where they're like, "Could Dewey be alive?" Yeah, that's what I was like. Could Dewey still be alive? Like when that happened to him, I was like, "Can he still be alive?" (laughs) And then I saw the coroners, and I was like, "This is dead, isn't it?" Yeah, yeah, maybe he's dead. Um, Yeah. Ripped Dewey, Rip and it Dewey, was yeah. it was brutal and her and the so the, the the um see yeah I think I think that is the main like the the Wes one the Wes, uh, I call him Wes it's not Wes I mean Chad I mean yeah. Chad me it's like him getting attacked outside like the whole following the app and stuff like that kind of thing yeah that 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 one worked fairly suspensefully kind of thing um. 
but he was like the only the, the only one before it kind of all went off kind of thing. I, I thought that they might try to off a few more in different locations before they got straight yeah. to it kind of thing. It, it just felt, and this was, the, it just felt quick at certain times. It felt like it just kind of, oh, this is already happening. This is, we're already here. Are we really already at this point? Of, we, is this all we're getting of those original characters? Yeah. We really already skipped those points. Um, it, oh shit! Is Gail already out of the game already? She's been sh- like literally. They just arrived at the house. We just had a whole build up to Gail, and she's shot. And at that point, you're like, "Is that it for Gail already? Yeah. She's like already out of the game." You know, one of them always gets knocked out. To be fair, before they get, to, but I didn't expect Gail to get there. Yeah, it was just, it was just a bit like for me. I don't know. It was, um, it, I, I don't know. I, it felt, it opened up in like it could have been interesting, um. And then, it like I said with the whole, when it, it spoke about how requels work and that kind of stuff, it felt as if it didn't want to f- commit fully to the, uh, the original legacy characters. But then it didn't want to commit fully to the, the new characters outside of you Sam. Know, Sam and Tara. Tara. Yeah. So you just have these characters who have been introduced and the whole idea is this whole who's done it. So by the time, you know, we, we find out who the killer is and we're at the party and the bodies are s- supposed to start piling up, you just don't really, you just don't really care about them, you know? Like there was the scene, yeah. like the Meeks, they could have died and if I would have, you know, it, it, it wasn't like with Randy where I was like, oh God, I don't want Randy to die. Yeah. Or, you know, or with these characters, some other characters where I was like, I don't want them to die. It was kind of like... Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, like, as I said, I said, for weirdly, the Chad character, I actually, in the few bits he got, I, I kind of liked the way, I liked his humour, I, I liked the way he came across. I really liked the scene with Liv where he's like, I don't want to go upstairs to have sex with you because you could be the killer. I yeah, I like, I like that. Um, and that lead, led quite well into when he went outside, so I, I was left, like, liking him just moments before he's going to go out and I think he's going to die. And I was just, yeah. I was disappointed. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that you're dead already, actually, weirdly. Because um, weirdly, I would have preferred that was the... If, if one of the Meeks was going to survive, I think I would have preferred him and Mindy died because Mindy at times felt a little bit too much of a, just a Randy. Yeah. It, just a Randy in modern Gen Z <laughs> clothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we even have a, a, a scene where she's watching Stab of the Randy scene where she's in the scene where we're like, this is a yeah. recreation of a scene and a recreation of a scene. This is meta as hell. Yeah. And then, in, but obviously this time, the difference is that she actually gets attacked while she's on there. But yeah, I was kind of a bit like, yeah. And I, I didn't, the, the, the stab recreation scene, that was a bit like, eh, it's not like, I didn't think it was that well done. The stab part, no. but they'd made a new stab seat. Um, you know, obviously in the in the in the Westcrive in the in Scream Two, we had a recreation with Heather Graham and Luke Wilson and those yeah, kind of scenes. That was cool, like which was cool. But then this one, where it had like a bunch of like just some random person, I'm sure we'd probably find, oh, that was actually the I don't know the director, or that was actually one of the writers standing in for I don't know, yeah, some random like in joke or something. Well, like I that. guess that was the point. It's supposed but, to be so far removed that yeah. So she's like watching the Randy. You're like I I I don't mind the whole stab is that because obviously it's the way that they can access to be like the stab is what your scream is. So if yeah. all the people watching stab is our scream. It yeah. is the scene. This is how we can reference the original and really bring the original in and really use the original to be like the obsession with people with 
the terrible. I'm also really glad that the 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 shot of Ghostface with the shiny metal mask and the uh, yeah. and the flamethrower turned out to actually be an in joke that Stab Eight is the one that's gone to that point where it's like a a sleeveless Ghostface yeah. with a with a, with that a was flamethrower and a thing. You know, what I mean, I'm glad that it didn't turn out that Ghostface actually jumps into different because I'd heard a rumor early in production that someone said that Ghostface changes into different costumes. So I was like, oh shit, is he really going to go into a metallic faced? Yeah, I was kind of flamethrower like... someone down like. I feel like they'd played that well because there was a shot of someone on fire, which turns out to be Amber. So I was yeah. like, is that the flamethrower scene? That I was like, get? yeah, it, it, it was quite a cool subversion, you know, because yeah. it looked so real. But then when you actually saw, when you saw the shot in the thing, it looked really cheap and tacky. And, yeah, it, did. it looked know, kind awful, of like kind of thing, yeah. but intentionally. Um, have you got much more to add? Because like you said, we don't want to talk no, for the whole I, film. I feel, I feel the actors... Uh, the actors are all good. They're doing as best as they can. They're just, a lot of them just aren't given enough. Aren't given enough no. David Arquette and Melissa Ver- Ver- uh, Vergara, Vergara. No, um, they're the, the kind of, I don't know, the, the MVPs of the film kind of thing. Yeah. They're the ones that kind of, I think, raise it at points. Um, and, you know, other ones that are trying their hardest. You know, um, Sidney Prescott is kind of a glorified cameo to come in at the end and kick ass kind, kind of thing. Really, yeah. You know, um, I, I, I do kind of like, it's, it's kind of annoying because I do like the Amber death because of how it's Sydney and Gail doing it together. I, yeah. do, I kind of liked that. I was, that was a little bit of, but I feel like if we'd had more, a bit more scenes with them, maybe I'd feel that that was more of a kick ass scene. Yeah. But it, 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 again, it felt rushed. Yeah. It felt like we got to that point and they're together fighting it out kind of thing. And I was just like, yeah, but you're just here literally to be straight to you've managed, you've been in, you've only been in this like a few minutes and somehow you've already managed to make it straight into the finale kind of thing. You know yeah. what I mean? You've arrived just in time for that. They're doing as good a job as they ever did, you know, with Courtney Cox and, you know, um, Neve Campbell, Neve Campbell yeah. are doing as good a job as they ever did. They're, you know, they're there, they're doing it. Neve Campbell still kicks ass as Sydney. Yeah, she's still Courtney right. Cox is still. You're good. Maybe a little less fierce this time around. She's a bit more emotional, but there's a good reason for that. Yeah. You know, uh, but even before Dewey dies, she seems a bit more of a, a much tamer kind of version of Gail Weathers. Yeah. She seems even a bit more edgier in Scream 4. A bit more like, I still got it. You yeah. Bitch, like, kind you of bitch. <laughs> yeah. like fighting back with Ghostface kind of thing. She seems a bit more easily like beaten this time yeah. around. Um, but I definitely like when she gets to kill Amber. That's good because we hate. I hate you, Amber. <laughs> oh, yeah, no feelings towards her, to be honest. I was like, um, okay. You know, um, yeah. So th- that with those char- original characters, great. I, I could I could see where it could go from here. But at the same time, I also don't know if it needs to go anywhere from here. Yeah. Um, I'm sure money will talk. I don't think this is the end of Scream. <laughs> it's not. Whether it's continuation with these characters or whether we get just another diff completely rebooted in a couple of years from now. But I will say... It sounds like we're pointing out a lot of negative, and I find like where every time we come up with one of these reaction episodes, yeah, we do tend to be more because I feel it's it, it becomes easier to pick the nitpicky part. I guess it does. And on it? on on going back to it, we might find that actually, oh, you know what, we're fine with this now. We've yeah. got used to the idea. Sometimes these things, when you're passionate about them, <laughs> this is as being our toxic fanboys. Yes, voice. that's it. So, so in a way, yes, it's already more relevant than you think because yeah. us talking about it is actually, oh yeah. 
because you're so passionate about uh, like a like and i'm i am definitely very passionate about this franchise yeah. so certain things just kind of slightly like annoyed me at the same time and i've actually heard a few people say that they've said they were annoyed by this film and yet they enjoyed this film yeah and, don't worry, and i, I can say it. that like i enjoyed it it's a good ride yeah i think it's i mean i'll de- it's definitely i'm gonna re-watch it Am I in a rush to rewatch rewatch it? No, not particularly. No. Um, I will. I mean, I, I will come back to it. I think that's the good thing about screamers. You go back to them and you you try and pick up on the things that you missed and look at it from different angles. So I'm looking. For, I am looking forward to that. I was. I was more hopeful of it. Maybe, but then maybe that's more to do with my expect. You know potential expectations of what i was going to get um i think it for me it falls you know it falls bang in the middle um i i think the first is an all-time classic um and then for me the fourth one um i'm i'm quite i quite got a soft spot for the fourth one and then i would comfortably put this in the middle you know it's got it has its moments um like i said to you there's not really particularly any standout kind of set pieces um but it it has some interesting kills interesting ideas interesting ideas thoughts into the film uh for my ranking uh i'm very much pretty much one two and four i really love so for me this one's falling either it's either fourth or it's last oh really i'm going back and forth because one thing that is playing in my mind is just the fact of like the difference is every other screen film i've seen I've wanted to go be like, oh, I want to go and watch that again now. Yeah. And I'm not feeling it with this film, which shows to me straight away that I'm a little less enthusiastic. Essentially. But partially it's because, one, it's, I, as I said, I was a bit thrown off by the director's style. I know this isn't Wes Craven. It was never going to be Wes no. Craven, sadly. Um, but I just didn't feel that the... I didn't feel that Ghostface had the same style as he did previously. I don't think that the kills were actually, they were gruesome and gory, but I don't think they were actually that well suspenseful or scary, no. uh, which is a kind of a fa- like a slight failure in some ways. Um, so I'm not so like, I'm not saying the directors did a bad job, but a lot of the good things seem to come more from ideas from the script than necessarily the direction that yeah, actually given. I feel like a lot of other directors could have done the exact same job that the directors did here. Yeah. Whereas Wes Craven, this proves, was a standalone in the way that he kind of looked at these films. Because there's something about the pacing in the original films that yeah. kind of keeps it moving, even when you have characters talking and interacting. There's a paciness. There's a lightheartedness. There's a fun to it. Yeah. And I feel like that's fun is, although it's funny... At times, yeah, it doesn't feel like that same like fun murder mystery ride that we go on. Yeah, it falls a bit more between. Is it trying to be the the existential a twenty four like kind of joke? Kind of we're doing a bit more serious, or is it trying to be meta? And I don't think they find the balance between. Yeah, are we trying to be a more serious scream, or are we trying to be a meta scream? Are we trying to be like the original? Yeah. Or are we trying to be like a more modern sequel kind of thing? Yeah. And which one do you want to be? And I feel like the tone is not always perfectly balanced. Yeah. But it's a good it's a it's good, good time at the cinema. It's yeah, a good time. And that's it. And I think and it's you know. I still stand by the fact that there is 
there is no truly bad scream film. No, I'm with you on that. Any other, fr- I'd still put this one and say no, it's not a, it's not a bad film, and it's not. You know, we we still are. It's a fun film. It's a fifth film in a franchise, and it's still pretty good for a fifth film in a franchise (laughs) of a horror franchise. By this point, you know, as they make a joke about like stabbing stuff, like by this point, normally so really freaking crazy, like someone's been resurrected. I mean, we were very much. I was on tender hooks as to whether Stu Macker actually was going to show up when we got Billy. I was like. Are we getting Stu? <laughs> yeah, I was a bit like, okay, let's see how this goes. You know, right? are we getting that? Yeah, but yeah, so luckily that's not the case. Um, but yeah, so it seems like a good place to leave it off. Yeah, there. it does. Well, as always, um, we hope that you've enjoyed the show. Um, come and let us know your thoughts on Scream, the new Scream that is, um, at um, you know on Twitter and Instagram at CMTH Podcast. Um, hit the subscribe button and you'll get the episodes as soon as they come out. And if you leave us a lovely review on whichever streaming site or podcast app you use, that would be amazing. Spotify now allow you to uh, leave reviews for podcasts. So if you listen to us on Spotify, uh, please hit that review button. And we will see you shortly for another episode. Until then... Um, Take care and goodbye.